Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean and Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. I'm a certified health coach, trainer, and author. And this podcast is for middle-aged men and women looking to optimize their health and get their bodies back to what it once was 10 to 15 years ago. I will give you simple, actionable items to get long-term sustainable results. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. I hope you had a great weekend. Happy Tuesday if you're listening to this on Tuesday. And hopefully you listen to my interview with Dr. Andrew Jenkinson. And we touched on all about his book, Why We Eat Too Much, along with you know how to get your body weight set point down, uh, what's wrong with like calorie restriction. We also touched on the role that insulin and stress and sleep can play in weight loss. So really interesting listening to a bariatric surgeon and his viewpoint on all this. So hopefully you'll listen to episode 199 with Dr. Andrew Jenkinson. And now we are on episode 200 and it's a good one. It's an important one and it's discussing gut health. Uh, I go into even more detail this couple coming Friday with Jay Feldman. So check out that interview. Love that one. And, you know, as far as gut health is concerned, um, it's really important. Let's just say this. Your small intestine, let's just touch on this. Your small intestine is 50% of your gut. It's responsible for 90% of the food absorption and has the largest mass of immune cells in your entire body. So everything you eat directly touches this vital organ. And so in one hand, it's great, but it's also could be vulnerable in the sense that it's really the only barrier protecting from you from what you eat to go into your bloodstream. So it's like a single layer of mucus. Um, and this barrier can be broken down. Um, and that's not good. And so when it's broken down, um, yeah, this could cause leaky gut. And leaky gut, without getting too, getting too much into the weeds on leaky gut, the bottom line is um, it can lead to a variety of diseases. Um, this could lead to anything from anxiety to skin issues to cancer and autoimmune disorders. Um, the list goes on and on. So it has such a wide impact. And what happens is if you get leaky gut, these endotoxins and endotoxins, just to give you the definition is a compound that gram, that's a gram negative bacteria released in your intestines. So that's a bit of a mouthful, but I'm going to touch on today, how we can improve gut health, how we can avoid leaky gut and this sort of inflammation that it could cause. Um, and these could be chronic issues. Like I mentioned, I mean, endotoxin can lead has, has been led to, uh, liver cancer, uh, depression, anxiety, um, even diabetes. So you name a disease and it can really be tied back to this endotoxin released in your gut. Um, and so how, what can we do to, to help reduce this endotoxin, um, well, we could do a few things. One, we have to improve that gut barrier, right? And uh, we also have to reduce what's called LPS, which is lipopolysaccharides. And these are bacterial toxins that may enter the blood if you have an infection or if you have leaky gut. Now, what can we do? Well, we could do a few different things. I think first and foremost, what you want to do is start eliminating certain things. And this depends on the individual, right? Um, you know, I had a few carnivores on the podcast recently. And I think one of the things that makes carnivores so successful with a lot of people is the sense is, is the fact that 
you're removing a lot of these gut irritants. These could be additives in foods. These could be plant compounds, anti-nutrients. Um, these could be like seed oils. And so, you know, the carnivore diet is really the ultimate elimination diet. And a lot of people are thriving on it. Now, do you have to do it for like a long term? You know, that the argument's out there. I don't think you necessarily need to. I think you can start adding back foods, but that could be one place to start. Um, you know, removing anything that up, is upsetting your gut can go a long way. And that's why I think fasting uh, can be integral as well, doing some fasting and giving the gut time to relieve and heal. Also, eliminating and removing gluten is a big one as well. This a lot. Some people are more sensitive than others with gluten, um, but you know, many people, especially those with celiac disease, can be intolerant to gluten. So that might be one step to take. After that, perhaps perhaps removing lectins. Now, lectins are plant. Excuse me, are proteins that can be found in plants because plants are. If you listen to my interview with Dr. Anthony Chafee. You know, this sort of this plant chemical warfare where the plants are trying to protect themselves and they don't want to get, you know, killed off. So they have these anti-nutrients and some people are more sensitive than others. So removing lectins, you know, they're also found in legumes and grains. Um, so eliminating that could go a long way as well. Next, I would say is removing seed oils. Um, vegetable oils are high in omega-6, which is highly inflammatory. And when you heat vegetable oils, this could be canola, um, sunflower, peanut oil. Um, a lot of times what happens is it oxidizes and can cause inflammation as well. So this can inflame the gut and promote what's called intestinal permeability. So yeah, removing seed oils could be a big one. And then another one is something that maybe people don't think about when you think of gut health, but that's reducing stress. Stress directly could cause leaky gut. Um, so one of the things to, re to remove stress, I, I should say reduce stress. You know, stress is probably always going to be prevalent in people's lives, but you don't want it to be chronic, right? So if we could find some type of silence or meditation, that would be great. Maybe even just 10, 15 minutes towards the beginning or end of your day. Um, so that would be the, a big one, reducing stress, something people don't think a lot about when it comes to gut health. And then lastly is, you know, eating nutrients that support gut health, right? And, you know, gosh, this is why, you know, like, like I said, the carnivore diet could be beneficial for, you know, at least in the short term, because you're not only eliminating these gut stressors, you're also bringing back really nutrient dense foods. If you listen to my interview with Brad Kearns, we all talk all about sort of his carnivore scores, uh, his nutrient dense chart that I've, that I've touched on before, but knows the tale. Um, you know, if you can add in healthy meats, um, even some, you know, pasture raised eggs, um, some wild fish, things like that, that provide you amino acids. They provide you, uh, obviously protein, um, and you have B vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin A. So glycine is another one that's critical for gut integrity. You're getting this from a nose to tail, um, diet. So that's what I wanted to touch on today is let's start focusing on, you know, improving gut health through these factors and removing what's harmful, adding in nutrient dense foods. And this can go a long way in becoming optimal. So hopefully this helps email me. If you got any questions, brian at briangrin.com. 
And I hope you have a great rest of the day and look forward to my interview on Friday with Jay. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine and I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.